Hello, welcome to the Daily Cron for Wednesday, March 8th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton, and this is the podcast where I get to talk about whatever's on my mind any given day, and today, what was on my mind was budgeting, actually. And I realized I don't think I really talked about my real nerdy love of budgeting and my specific uh, budgeting methodology that I use nowadays called YNAB, or You Need a Budget. So I've actually talked about budgeting with various people in my life, colleagues, friends, family, for years, for years. And uh, it probably annoys them a little bit because I uh, I'm very much become like an evangelist for budgeting because uh, I've always been a big budgeter. But several years ago, I really went serious into it and adopted the YNAB method. Uh, and it really kind of changed my financial life. It really did. So I became kind of a kind of a big proponent of budgeting. If you don't have a budget, you really should have a budget. And I just figure I'd tell you about a little bit about why. Why that is. So first of all, what is what is a budget? I mean, it'll sound stupid, but uh, I think a lot of people have a misconception of what a budget is. For me, a, a budget is uh, it is giving all of my every dollar I make in income from wherever some kind of job. I categorize it somehow. And that those categories are really up to you, but the categories represent things like f- fixed monthly expenses, subscriptions, goals I may have, savings goals, goals like I want to go on a vacation or I want to upgrade my iPhone or whatever. And the, these goals can change over time, and I put money into them every time I get income, move money around when I need to. Uh, and I think one of the misconceptions about budgeting that people often have is that it's an inflexible thing. Like in the past, I've talked to people about budgeting and about YNAB in particular, and I got pushback from people saying, oh, I don't want to do all that work uh, because, and I'll explain the system in a minute, but part of it is actually tracking all of your expenses. Like, I don't want to do that. I want the computer to do it for me automatically, just like read my checking account, read my credit card, just do it automatically for me. Or pushback like, well, I don't have enough money to budget, so it doesn't make sense. Or like, uh, how do I know in advance how much money to put into a budget item? And this is all kind of missing the point because budgeting, especially for me, it's just about writing down what my financial priorities are and then allocating my resources, however much I have or however little I have <laughs> more, more accurately. And it forces me to make choices. And in making those choices, I define and I, like I find out what my real priorities are. And it's flexible, so I change it over time. So let me just go through a little bit about my history of this, uh, of budgeting first. So way back in the day, when I was in college, I think that's probably when I was really budgeting hardcore, because I needed to. Uh, and back then, I was using a spreadsheet that I created and modified over the years, and it was pretty good, uh, because I had a few fixed expenses, and I had a little bit of spending money. But uh, it was, you know, it wasn't super easy to update. It was before iPhones existed, so that wasn't too big of a problem. But uh, I still think I, I tended to go over my budget a lot because I wasn't referring to it enough. One of the, one of the issues with budgeting, I think, is that uh, depending on how you do it, if you don't have a way of referring to it when you need to, it's very easy to, to go way outside the lines. But I'll, I'll get to that. So I, I was using a spreadsheet, and then I discovered uh, the software called YNAB. And back then, it was just a desktop app. Uh, and nowadays it's like this online app and it works on your iPhone and everything. 
so I had this, uh, I tried this out as I looked at the, the actual methodology, which I want to go over real briefly here. And it really spoke to me, spoke to my very geeky kind of want to track everything kind of way, because I was always a, like a $0 budgeter and didn't even realize it. Like I would take my monthly check, whatever I would get, or a biweekly check, whatever at the time. And I would actually just, I would take every dollar in that check in my spreadsheet. I wanted it, I wanted every single dollar to be in some category. And, and so that's kind of like the essence of YNAB too. So YNAB has just four rules. Uh, the first rule is give every dollar a job. So as soon as you get money, you decide what it needs to do. And that's whatever is most important to you. And you stick it in that category. So uh, you take like the big pile of money or whatever pile of money you got, and you just divvy it up into different little budget categories. And those budget categories can be whatever you want, as detailed as you want, or as broad as you want. There's kind of a balance that you, you, you figure out over, the, over time as you work on your own budget. And it's essentially just your financial priorities. And there you go. And so instead of buying something just because you feel like it or because you got money in your, your account, you know, you go and you check your budget. You're like, do I have enough money in my budget for this? You know, so it's really easy. You get some money, wherever that comes from, give them jobs, and that's your priority. And then you just follow the plan as best you can. Sounds simple, and it is simple, but people get hung up on it a lot. I think they get hung up on the idea that it has to be very rigid, which is not true, uh, but we'll get to that in a minute. So their rule two, after you've given every dollar job, is to embrace your true expenses. That means that uh, there are expenses that you're going to have that are larger, that are less frequent, and that you you want to have money saved for just in case. So things that are like less often than monthly, like say car maintenance or gifts at, at uh, the holidays. They're larger, they're infrequent. So what you do is you just take that big amount of chunk of money you want, you know, and you say, okay, I want to save $600 for, you know, for my car maintenance or something. And then you just divvy it up to a monthly amount to put into your budget. And there you go. So it's actually very simple. You just turn, the idea is you turn your larger infrequent expenses into regular like monthly expenses on your budget so that you're putting money in there every time you you have income you know uh it's uh it's very obvious when you think about it it's something that i always did before i knew about YNAB as well it was like another thing that i did Uh, i don't think i learned it anywhere i think i just did it out of instinct because that makes sense like i have a i have to save up for things so I had a check that would come every month or every other week, and so I divvied it up that way. So you you get your so again rule two rule two is to embrace your expenses. So you find the big infrequent things, you create a goal for it, and you fund it monthly. And then what's beautiful about this is after a while you do this, and then when a bill comes in, you just pay it. Like uh, I remember this experience happened to me multiple times where like I had a a car problem, an expensive car problem, but I had saved money for it. So it was still painful to pay for a car repair, but it didn't put me in debt. Like I had the money saved. It was already allocated for it because I had been saving a little bit over time. It, it was great. So it's a lot less stressful to spend money when you actually have it already saved up, you know? Or when I upgraded my iPhone, uh, I already had the money ready to go for that. I calculated how much I needed for, at the time I needed it. I saved that amount of money for la- the year. So when the 10s came out and I had to upgrade, I just did it. I didn't have to think about it. 
So that's it's really nice. It's uh really helps reduce the stress. So there's only four rules. So we're done to rule three, and I think this is one of the really important ones. Uh, it's called roll with the punches. Uh, so the issue is a lot of people think budget is very fixed. They in their mind they think if I write down that I only have like fifty bucks for eating out for this month, which is not much, I know, but say I only had like fifty bucks for eating out, but then. Uh, I think I've even heard the YNAB people use an example sort of like this. And then, like, a friend comes in from out of town and wants to go get dinner. So then I know I'm going to need more money for that. What do I do? I only budgeted 50 bucks. Well, you roll with the punches. You move money from somewhere else in your budget to cover the expense. Or what might happen is you didn't quite budget enough for something. So you had an unexpectedly high grocery bill, for instance. Or you didn't quite estimate how much money you needed for your heating bill. Something like that, you know, because it was a cold snap in the winter. So it's a little bit over budget now. That's fine. You just have to move the money from another budget item. And we all have a lot of these items. When you get used to budgeting, you'll have a lot of these items that are a little more flexible than others. There are things that are fixed, like, I must pay my rent. It's always going to be this amount of money, you know? Or, I, you know, I must have at least this much for food and... You know, I'm, there's just whatever your categories are that are really kind of fixed every month, there's subscriptions that are kind of fixed, you know, then there's going to be those piles of money that you're saving up for rainy days, you know, because you're embracing your two expenses. And uh, you might be able to move money in between them, you know, when something goes over a little bit. Now, you got to be careful you don't do too much. But what's nice about this is part of the philosophy of the, of the budgeting is that you will definitely go over budget sometimes. And that's fine. It's not it's not a judgment. You didn't fail or anything. That's normal. In fact, it can also be an indication if you do it uh, fairly often that your priorities are different than you think they are. Because if you continuously go over budget in a particular category, that means you're prioritizing that category higher than you think you are. So you're going to need to move money into there and start saving more into that into that spot to cover it. It's a very non-judgmental budgeting philosophy. You know, whatever your priorities are, are different than mine. And it's okay. If your priority is like, I want to go to the movies every week, and that's going to cost whatever, and that brings you joy in your life, then fine. Like, I, no one judges you for that. You know, no one judges you for like having more or less money for eating out or, or buying tech gadgets or whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? So uh, I like that approach about this a lot. Very non-judgmental. So roll through is roll with the punches. You basically choose a category that has, that's, over, that's overspent. You move money from another category to cover it, and you move on. No guilt. Then the final, uh, the final uh, rule here is age your money. Uh, so the idea is you want to get a goal to be spending money that is at least 30 days old. So with the help of the other three rules, you'll be purposeful about your spending. That's the idea. And so you'll consistently spend less than you earn. And over time, you'll basically be building up your bank account. And eventually you'll be able to cover like, you know, uh, money for for this month's rent with, uh, you know, money you made like last month. And you'll basically be 30 days ahead. Once you're at least 30 days ahead of all of your spending, now it's, it's it, you're in a much nicer psychological <laughs> state. I mean, I literally found this to be true. Because when I really started doing the YNAB budgeting, because I said I, I was doing budgeting in the past, but I wasn't really sticking to it well enough. So uh, I wasn't saving money like I thought I was because I was just overspending and not really tracking it well enough. When I started doing the YNAB thing, it forced me to put a dollar in every job, to 
to move money around when I overspent things, you know? Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, it made me, like, think about the long-term expenses, that kind of deal. Then what happened was I started saving money. And there was a point where I was watching the software, because the software tells you, you know, how old your money is, the age of your money. And there's a point where I hit 30 days where I paid my rent and I had next month, the entire next month's budget already ready to go. I already had like an, like an entire extra paycheck in my bank account at that point. And when that first happened, uh, that was really an amazing moment because it had been years since then. I was, I was never like quite check to check, but I was like, kind of, <laughs> you know, like I think a lot of Americans are, especially you, you go check, you go paycheck to paycheck. Uh, so it was a uh, really cool, uh, so, and it was a, it was a nice feeling to not have to worry about it. You know, like, oh, like I have at least a month. Uh, now, I mean, I'm not like six months. I don't have like six months saved or anything. I would love to, but, uh, I don't have that. I mean, it, it budgeting is not like a panacea to all financial problems, you know, uh, it, it you can still have too many expenses for your income. It can just be difficult to save money very quickly. But uh, budgeting really does help you to prioritize, you know, and save. It makes it easier to save money, I think. So I really like YNAB. I highly recommend it. I'm going to put a link into the show notes to their uh, website. So you can sign up, do their free trial. It's like 34 days, something you can try their software out. And uh, how, I, how I actually use the software day to day is, you know, I do my budget whenever I get income, uh, usually monthly for me. But if you were like a freelancer or something, you have money coming at different times, still works just as fine, just as well, because money comes into the software in a big pile. It's like in a category called like to be budgeted. And then you just assign it to categories whenever you get the money in. It's not difficult. So I do that like at least once a month. And then I use the iPhone software. Every time I spend money, I record it. Now they have a an automatic process for bringing in transactions from your bank accounts. That's pretty stable now. When it first launched, it was it was problematic, but it works uh, very reliably now. Uh, except for when my bank forces me to change my password unnecessarily, which pisses me off. But that's another thing. So anyway, they have a, they have a system to bring them in. But the idea is, even so, you're still supposed to write down every time you spend money. So if it's like a regular expenditure like a monthly thing i have it set up in the budget software itself to automatically create a a um uh, automatically create an actual expense uh record in there so that uh, like every month i don't have to manually record that i pay for internet access or cell phone bill or something like that so that that makes it a little easier so things that are like a regular amount of money you can kind of schedule them, and then when the when it pulls in the bank account information, when that charge actually gets made, it matches them up, and then you can just reconcile the account very easily. So that's that's nice. So I go in and every once in a while I'll open the app up, and I mostly do this on my iPhone now, not even on the desktop. Uh, I open it up once in a while, and it tells me there's new transactions to uh, reconcile, and I do it, and I'm done. I'm done in like a minute. Every once in a while, really easy. When I buy a cup of coffee or something, I just put it in manually. The, the app itself on the iPhone is nice because it, it'll track like your location a bit. You can put in that I'm at the Wawa, uh, you know, and it'll pick up like next time you put something in there because it's like kind of geolocated a little bit. It'll be like, oh, you're probably at the Wawa and it'll auto populate that that spot for you. So 
it has some nice uh, features in the software to try to make it faster and easier for you to record the transactions because the whole point is that you're supposed to be recording all your transactions. Now, this whole idea of recording every transaction you do has been a sticking point with people I've talked to about <laughs> this process in the past uh, where they didn't like that. They just wanted the software to do it for them. Like, I used to use a software called Mint, which would just automatically pull stuff from my account and you'd set up your budget and it would just kind of like automatically try to categorize things. But it never worked well. And it missed the kind of the, the point of budgeting, which was that you want to be aware of when you're spending your money and what you're spending it on so that your spending habits match your declared priorities. And that's something that uh, I've never found anything better than the YNAB method to really make that apparent because once you get used to it, it just becomes second nature. I pay for something, I take out my phone immediately and record the transaction. Uh, it's 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 so automatic for me at this point that I don't even think about it. If I don't do it right away, that's when I have a I have a, like an itchy feeling in the back of my head, like I didn't record something. But I really like this approach to budgeting. I think it can be very effective for for anyone, regardless of your income. Worked for me when I had less income than I do now, and it's not like I'm rich or anything. But uh, it I think it can work for anybody because. All you're really doing is creating a list of your priorities, which are your budget budget categories, and then assigning money to them. And you can set up your goals, and then you're just tracking your transactions. I mean, it's not complicated, and that's my point. It's it's super easy to do budgeting, and you can evolve it over time. So you can start with a few categories, and then... Uh, you know, as you go along, you'll discover that you forgot to add something in there. Like, oh, I forgot there was I had this app subscription or something. And then you'll put that in later and just kind of roll with it. And once you've built up some savings by by doing this, uh, it's a lot, a lot less stressful. Life is a lot, stress, a lot less stressful. And that's the other thing. You, you get into the habit of working, of spending money based on your budget, not based on your, your, your actual checking account or savings account. You know, like, I don't even know what's in those accounts most of the time. Like, I mean, I can look at it. It's in the app and it's in, you know, but I don't really, uh, I don't check the actual balance to know whether I can spend money to check the balance in my budget. It's a different mindset that seems obvious maybe to you or it seems stupid maybe or irrelevant. But for me, it was a big change in mindset. Where I, I, and whereas even when I budgeted before the spreadsheet, I used to, check my checking account, you know, see how much money I have left in there and do I have enough money to buy this thing? And really what I should do is check the budget because the budget is is the accurate thing, not the uh, the account. So uh, I really have gained a lot through this approach of budgeting. So if you have uh, never really gotten the budgeting bug before or if you're struggling with some other budgeting software or methodology, uh, I think you can give this a try. It, it forces you to get down to the nitty gritty to really think about what it is that you want your money to do for you. Because money is pointless to just to save it forever and ever. Like the, there's like a balancing act between saving money for the future, for future goals, and spending it now for things you need. But the whole point is that money's supposed to be doing some job for you. It's supposed to be making your life better, either in the present or the future version of you. So. Uh, this is just a nice, easy framework that I found that works really well for me. And I mean, a lot of other people go to think it's a, I think it's a very successful business that they have there. 
selling and supporting the software, but uh, it's worked really well for me for years now. Uh, and it also just kind of scratches that itch where I like to track data. And so it's kind of cool. I can go in and I can see you know, my net worth change. And, you know, I can see uh, how much do I spend on these different categories? Because if you're accurate, you can find out, like, how how much money did I really spend dining out last month, you know, versus what I budgeted and, you know, that kind of thing. You can you can look at these trends and uh, it's it's cool. It's It's not as elaborate with the graphing and stuff as other programs are because it's not really meant for that. But uh, it's really meant for, like, day-to-day budgeting. But it is cool. So I highly recommend it. Again, I'll put the link in the show notes so you can get a, give it a try for, like, 34 days free. Uh, it is, like, a yearly subscription service in itself. So if you do sign up for it, you can make that one of your budget items. Save for YNAB, month, uh, YNAB yearly fee. Uh, the website also has a lot of information about the rules. There's, like, uh, I think there, there's a forum somewhere in here. You can talk to other people, and they have different strategies. like. You know, there's lots of detailed uh, edge cases you might be coming to mind. Like, can you use this for a business? Uh, yes, you can, actually. I kind of do a little bit. It's not quite as straightforward, but can you do it if you're um, if you're a freelancer and you have money coming at random times? Yes, you can. There's a lot of strategies for that. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's basically like a spreadsheet with some additional features added to it that's also available on mobile. So it's, you know you can you can adapt it can ad- adapt to most scenarios so it's really cool okay so that's going to be it for today my little talk about budgeting i might come back to this particular topic in the future maybe on something like on a more specific uh minutia about it but i think i i think i was pretty good just went through ynab went through some of my own reasons uh and i guess it was just on my mind today cuz I, I i was seeing some articles lately about uh, budgeting and like what what counts as essential and inessential um, things, and you should spend less on inessential things. And I was just like, well, all that crap is BS because what what's essential to me and what's essential to you are different. <laughs> and who should judge? You know, really, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing wrong with you spending the money you earn however you want, but I do think. Uh, doing it within the framework of a budget is absolutely crucial for you to have a handle on your finances and to be able to build up um, any kind of savings. Because without it, you're just kind of flying blind. And it's way too easy to overspend at that point. Or, a little less likely, but still possible, it's it's possible to underspend when you focus so much on not spending money because you haven't uh, you haven't actually wrote down written down your priorities and budgeted. You could just be thinking, well, I can't afford anything, even when you can, because you haven't been explicit about what it is that's important to you. So I guess that's why it was all in my mind today. I was just seeing different different hot takes on this whole, like, um, some financial articles that were going around that were kind of stupid. So made me think about my budgeting life. That's the kind of thing you can do when you have your own podcast that nobody listens to, right? <laughs> Anyway, if you actually are a listener of this podcast, you want to get in touch with me, you can find a little contact button on the website, also links to social media, so you can get in touch with me there, and uh, you can find all that stuff at dailycronpodcast.com. That's going to be it for tonight. Uh, See you next time. Later. Keep the lights low, cause it's convenient. 